Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1, please. Um, I know there was something else, but I can't remember what it was. But did I forget anything? Okay. Um, last week's revival was an interesting time. I didn't know what to expect. We didn't see fireworks. Um, we didn't see rushing mighty winds and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's to come. And that's cool. Or maybe we don't need rushing mighty winds because we already had it. Um, but folks, it's very important for us to know that Pentecost, revival, the baptism of God's Holy Spirit is not to make us feel good. The outpouring of God's Holy Spirit is to raise us up to be and do exactly what God in creation created us to be and do. Okay? If you're around me long, you begin to understand one thing. Pastor doesn't like church. I call church the blob. And I'm not kidding. Because what happens is people come in and they talk. But 90% of people who call themselves Christians and come to church and go through the motions have no idea what God has called and gifted them to do. So what we do is we fill in. I'm a fill in. I help with this. I help with that. That's not what God has called and gifted you to do. There is something powerful and extraordinary in ministry. And I'm not talking to the super Christian because there ain't none of us here today. They all stayed home. Okay? There is something powerful and extraordinary for everyone, uh, for every person here. Every person has a ministry. Oh, but I messed up. Kids, are you listening to me? We live in a messed up world. Everybody's messed up. I'm so tired. Well, you don't understand my life. Well, get it straight. Well, you don't understand. I've had problems. Everybody got problems. Well, you know, I was hurt. When people tell me that, I just, it just makes me want to start crying. Not because they're hurt, but because they sit around and what they've done is allowed Satan to talk them into just kind of looking at their boo-boos all the time. Like a kid. You ever see a kid with a Band-Aid? I go, boo-boo. Boo-boo. Well, don't laugh. I see adults doing that trash all the time. Boo-boo. So that gives me an excuse <coughs> to be and do whatever I want to be and do. No. Jesus Christ came 
He was born of a virgin. He lived. Jesus had pimples too. Amen? Jesus was probably bullied. We're all bullied. There's always somebody bigger. Did you ever notice that? You know, well, all you got to do is punch them in the nose. They're just cowards. Um, people ask me, well, my child's being bullied. What should I do? Teach them how to fight. Oh, pastor, you shouldn't. Oh, get over it. Welcome to the real world, Jackson. You know, because if you teach them it's okay to be bullied, they're going to be bullied all their lives. <coughs> it's a mentality. It's an attitude. But guys, you've got to understand, he lived, went through all the stuff we did, and he did what he calls us to do. He made a decision. I'm going to go, and I'm going to suffer, and I'm going to die, bleed, and I'm going to die for every person in my world. Now, his, his world's a little bigger than ours. But the reality is, that's what we're called to. That's what every one of us is called to. Well, I haven't been in church too long. You have it better because the people that have been here too long have learned not to do that comfortably. I'll move on when somebody says amen. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. Jesus Christ died for us. Who as Christians are we called to be like? Jesus Christ. Oh, well, that's, that's for special people. No, that's for every person that names the name of Jesus Christ as the Savior and Lord of their lives, your lives. Every one of us. Every one of us. Well, you don't understand the people around. Ain't got nothing to do with the people around you. Come judgment day, you're going to be naked before God. And you're going to give an answer for what you did with his cross and his resurrection and his Holy Spirit and his word. Y'all did hear that, didn't you? Every one of us. Every one of us. He set the standard. He set the pace. Quit looking at the person across the church and saying, I'm as good as them. I love you all, but I don't want to be like none of you. I want to be like him. I want to live and I want to die for every person around me. I want to live. And what did Jesus say? Why'd you come? I came for one reason, and that is to do the will of the Father. You know what the will of the Father was for him? To seek and save the lost. And we have lost that in this church, and 99% of churches have lost that. It's not that we don't care and we talk good evangelism. We just don't do it. We just don't do it. And we're going to be held responsible for that. This is tough stuff. This is good stuff. This is what we all need to actually hear, and not just hear, but we need to do. Every one of us. Oh, well, you know, I don't know much about the Bible. Then read it. Listen to it. Something. 
You know? Well, you know, I, I, I'm not like you and Lisa. Why not? I'm sorry, friends. God is starting to get the American church out of my mind and out of my eyes. Because in the American church, we just kind of, well, we want to meld together. That's why I call it the blob. Where we just all kind of make each other comfortable. No matter who we are, what we do. You know, we want them to stay in the church. Listen, if you don't want to do God's will, then they know you staying in the church. Well, we got to do what we got to do to keep them. Why? They're just wasting a seat. Oh, well, you're being mean, Pastor. No, I'm telling you the truth. Jesus Christ doesn't save you to sit in church. Jesus Christ saves you to be like him, to do his will, and go out into the world you live in. Are you listening to me? And tell somebody about Jesus. 90% of that is your life. If your life is a mess, why would anybody like to want to be like you? Why would anybody want your Jesus? I hear people a lot when we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And they're like, well, this is a new dispensation. Read the book, man. Read the book. Go all the way back to Genesis 1. See if I know what it says back in Genesis 1. It says the Spirit was hovering over all of God's creation from the very beginning. So this Spirit thing is not a new thing. You know, this is like, oh, well, I don't really understand this. Because you don't want to. Well, I don't want to be charismatic. Well, I'd rather have a good charismatic than a dull Christian anytime. You know? I mean, and I, as I talk to charismatics, we talk about this whole tongues thing. I've had people, one time they asked me at this church in, in Jackson, Mississippi to sing. That was what I did back then, but J- JC doesn't let me do it anymore. But I'm going to do it next week, though. But they said, well, no, you can't sing here because you haven't spoken in tongues. And I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Well, you know, you got to speak in tongues to, to sing or do something here. All right, you know, it's a silliness, you know. It's just silly. I don't have a problem with, you know, an angelic language or some special revelation from God. That, that's fine. But they even had a thing. This is hilarious to me. They even had a thing in the back of their hymnal that taught you how to speak in tongues. You loosen your tongue. I couldn't do it. My tongue wasn't loose enough. And they, you know, they primed the pump. That's like, that's the dumbest thing ever. I don't see anything in the Bible that says something about, you know, God's going to prime the pump to prophesy. No, ain't nothing there. This is just stupid. He got so mad, he kicked his desk. Now, they still let me sing. Because I was good, baby. I was good. Hey? she faking? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but you, you got to hear what I'm saying. The Holy Spirit is not a new thing. And Jesus said, listen, I'm going to go to the Father, I think, for two reasons. Everybody interprets it so the Holy Spirit can come. Okay, that's one of them. 
The second one is, and we Christians did hear this. You need, you need to stop needing your daddy. See, I think Jesus needed to go away so they weren't so stinking dependent on him for everything. I think that's good. That's why the preacher needs to take a vacation every once in a while. <laughs> you know? So everybody goes, well, I better step up. That fool does a lot. I only work one a week, but you know, hey, you know, that was a joke. But Jesus said, I'm going away. I'm going to, I'm going to die. I'm going to rise again on the third day. I'm going to go to the Father because I want you to learn that you are somebody extraordinary. You are powerful. I didn't hear enough amens on that. You are powerful. You, when you got it right, and God's Holy Spirit is working in you in a special way, the demons quake. I hear somebody go, well, I don't, I don't want to mess with the demon thing. They might get me. Well, get saved. Get saved. Get Jesus in you. They're afraid of him. <laughs> they afraid of him. You know, people are like, oh man, this guy's powerful. He's a twit. I, nobody's more powerful than me. I got Jesus in me, man. You know, well, he's a politician. They're all twits. I'm sorry, they are. Oh, you know, he's got money. It's all going to burn up. And in the end, I got an inheritance worth more than all his money. Sucker. You know? Pastor, what are you getting at? Okay, I'm leading to this. <laughs> I'm getting somewhere, right? In Acts chapter 1, verse 5. Are you with me? I think I forgot to tell you verse, didn't I? He says, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait. I hate waiting. Anybody here else hate waiting? Man, that waiting thing. I'm waiting for on that gift of patience. Anybody else waiting on that gift of patience? You know, it's just not something I'm good at. You know? Man, I ain't ready to wait. I'm ready to go. And I always say this. Well, that's my personality. No, that's because I ain't got it right in that area of my life. Amen? You know, I, tell me. Tell me about it. Yeah. Wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak, verse five, for John baptized with water, but in a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. I don't care what you say. Let's look at your life. You see, in a few weeks, we'll have people baptized here at the church. It's always a scary time because... I asked them how many minutes they'd like me to hold them under. 
guys, when you go under, do you know what that's a symbol of? Death. Crucifixion. Folks, when you call yourself a Christian, your desires and your likes and all that kind of stuff, they are dead. Or should be. Well, Pastor, I don't like that. This is what I want. Please don't say that to me. Please don't say that to me. Oh, my little things. All my life, I've seen fights over music. You mess with me there, I, we just won't have music. There could be no fighting. Ain't nobody going to walk in this church and, and people be fighting over what kind of music we have. Get saved. That's stupid. Every person that walks in this church, I want them to see one thing. That's the love and grace and power and holiness of Jesus Christ. That's it. We'll just stop everything and just pray. I'm good with that. You know, but you know what that's all about? That is nothing. Well, that's preference. No, that's selfishness. There are too many people who call themselves saved, sanctified, and spirit-filled Christians that are purely selfish because everything's about them. Everything has to be run through their selfish gauntlet. Everything has to be run through their selfishness. Well, you know, this is what I like to do, and this is where I, what I'm comfortable with, and this is my comfort zone, and boy, don't you dare ask me to get out of my comfort zone. I'm not. God is. You don't have to listen to me. I'm just a big doofus like you are. The bottom line is, it's not about me. It's not about what I want. But friends, you better be listening and being obedient to what he wants. You see, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, and honestly, can, can I be honest with you once? I'm always honest with you. <laughs> there ain't enough baptisms in the church. There's way too much me, 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 me. If you come here and say the right things and you leave here and you act like hell or you treat people in your home wrong, then the bottom line is you need to understand something. Satan is still in control of your life. If God is calling you to something and you don't do it, you need to understand, that's not, that's not okay. Well, everybody, no, everybody doesn't do it. Christians do the will of the Father. Whatever it is. But I like this. God loves you, but he don't care. God loves you, but he don't care what you like. You hear what I'm saying? Very important. And then, baby, when, when I finally get you up out of the water, what's that a symbol of? Resurrection, baby. When you are raised in the newness of life, sin, hell, and death has been defeated. It hasn't been annihilated. It's still coming at you. But the bottom line is, you've become an overcomer of that trash. 
Enough! Enough! Well, there are just certain things, Pastor. No, they're not. You like your sin. And the wages of sin is death. You're dead. You just ain't been buried yet. Ouch. Folks, this is Christianity. We've made this American church thing where you just come in, plop down, throw a dollar in the offering, go home. Come in, plop down, throw a dollar in the offering, go home. Come in, plop down, throw a dollar in the offering, go home. No, 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 no. When the disciples came to Jesus, they repented of all sin. They left their nets. The stuff of this world, but I like this. It doesn't matter what you like or enjoy. If it's not God's will and God has a will that doesn't include that, you need to stop that. You need to stop that. Y'all online, you listen to me. There's too many people who call themselves Christians and they're still doing their own thing, man. It's all about me. I treat my spouse and family however I want. Not and be a Christian. Don't fool yourself. You know, if you're acting like hell outside of this building, you're going there because you're owned by the evil one. Somebody say amen. You need to hear this. You need to understand this. God has something extraordinary then. And we'll come back to it probably because I don't have enough time to preach it. But look at verse eight. Are y'all listening? Shouldn't be asleep today. When God's Holy Spirit comes on you, you will be my witnesses. I want you to ask yourself this week when you look in the mirror in the morning. See, I'm one that gets up. I look at myself in the mirror and go, Why do anything? That's perfection. Just kidding. It really doesn't matter. Hair is gone. When you look yourself in the mirror, why don't you ask yourself, am I God's witness? Why would anybody want who I am? See, we know ourselves. Quit fooling yourself. Am I I God's witness? I've told you before. You know what the Greek term for witness is? Martyros. Anybody know what comes out of that word? Murder. (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. Well, if you call yourself a Christian, you did. There's just a lot of people who talk it, but they ain't it. And the bottom line is, there ain't no better life than being it. It. Being that man or that woman who walks around every day saying, how can I die for God? How can I die for those people in my world? 
How can I absolutely be a witness for Christ? You know how you can do that? Is you can say, you know what? No matter what God shows me to do for the people around me, that's what I'm going to do. No matter what God shows me I need to be for the people around me, that's who I'm going to be. And folks, hear me now, and the kids can come up and get ready to sing. We are singing something, right? I'm so organized. Don't y'all laugh at me. I'm weak and tears me down. That's the life we were meant to live. That's the life we were created to live. That's the life that God has called us to live. Well, pastor, I don't think I can. I heard something this week and I mentioned it in early prayer and I'm gonna mention it right now. God doesn't call the equipped, or the qualified. God qualifies the called. You say, well, what are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is, if you're willing to hear the call of God, you will feel like, I can't do that. You know? Is he nuts? I say that to God sometimes. Are you nuts? I don't even like that person. You ever been there? And he's like, that's why you need to love me. Because I don't like you all that much either, but I still love you. Today, are you willing to hear the call? Today, Are you willing to step up and be that man or that woman that God created you to be? Are you willing to step up and do that thing that God has called you to do? Or are you going to sit there or stand there in obstinance and say, I got my agenda set. I'm just going to be me. And do it my way. Are you willing to humble yourself and say, God, it's all about you. I'm willing to die to make sure I get out of the way and you can absolutely live in and through me every day of I'm going to welcome anybody during this song to join me here at the altar and we'll have a final prayer together.